This show is sponsored in part by Fortinet and the FortiGate 40F Firewall, part of the Fortinet Security Fabric for Retail, providing retailers with confidence on their digital transformation journey via industry-leading network, security, and management solutions. Learn more on how Fortinet helps retailers secure their branch, data center, and multi-cloud environments. For more information, go to fortinet.com forward slash retail. That's fortinet.com forward slash retail. You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 19, September 24th, 2020. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cook it up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with the tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Well, hello there. Welcome back. This is your host, Skip Kimple, and I'm coming to you from my studios live, or semi-live, I guess, here in hot and humid Florida. And I absolutely love the fact that you decided to download this show and join me today on the Tech Chef Podcast. Today is our bonus episode, so if you were looking for our food safety series, don't worry, this upcoming Tuesday, we will be continuing with that. Now, this is a very special show, and I wanted to bring it to you today because I thought it was important to share all the great things that the Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association has been doing for the great state of Florida, and more importantly, how they need your help for upcoming initiatives, especially Florida's Amendment 2 that addresses the $15 minimum wage increase that is soon to be on the ballot. To talk about this, I am honored to have Carol Dover, who has served as president and CEO of the more than 10,000-member Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association since July of 1995. That's 25 years of service. Carol is a professional association manager, a lobbyist, a former government executive, and a Florida State University Dedman School of Hospitality graduate with a degree in hotel and restaurant management. Go Canes! <laughs> in addition, she serves on the board for both the National Restaurant Association and the American Hotel and Lodging Association. As FRLA's president and CEO, Dover works to protect, educate, and promote the diverse interest of Florida's $111 billion hospitality industry. Comprised of 1.5 million employees, hospitality is the Sunshine State's largest industry and represents individuals from every walk of life. Thank you, Skip. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, you know, I've been the CEO since 1995, so I'm about to wrap up my 25th year um, as the president and CEO. And, but what's interesting is that in 95, when I was hired, we were the Florida Restaurant Association for close to a hundred years. There had been, and that's literally, um, the Florida Hotel Motel Association. And probably around the early mid nineties, that association started to have some challenges and so the long and short of it is we ended up um, kind of merging and we took over the hotel side. 
So now um, we for the last 12 plus years, we've been the Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association. So it's been a dream job. I grew up uh, working in the industry from Orlando. I uh, graduated from high school and went to Florida State. And I already had my teeth cut on the industry. So I knew right away I wanted to get a hotel and restaurant degree, which I did at Florida State. And so it was just um, really a God thing that it turned out that in my future that I would have the dream job of a lifetime that I run a trade association representing both industries. And it's been a, it's been a wonderful journey. 25 years. That is pretty darn impressive. I, I got to say the only, um, the only issue I have with your, what you just mentioned is that you're an FSU. You went to FSU. I'm a hurricane fan. So we might, we might have some oh, differences sorry there. About that. <laughs> sorry about that. You know, Hey, you could be a gator. That Ooh. might be worse. But Ouch. no, it's, you know, and, and something I didn't say is that we, you know, I'm so blessed you know, to have not only the best job and representing an industry that I'm incredibly passionate about, but we have well over 10,000 members. We're Pensacola to Key West. We've got um, regional directors and all the major hubs. And I'm also feel very fortunate in that the bulk of my team has been with me almost the whole time. Um, you know, I'd say my least senior person on my, um, on my senior staff is, you know, I don't know, 12 years, maybe something like that. So we're, we're not only blessed to have people that, that love the industry and that work hard and get up every day and fight a good fight for the industry, but I have a team that is incredibly knowledgeable about the industry and has spent you know, over a decade or several decades in many cases, um, working on these issues. Well, the passion you have for the organization is definitely infectious. The people I know within the FRLA, um, you know, some people that I'm very close to in regards to my communication in the past, like Dan Murphy and most recently Carrie Burns, since yeah. I've been in the Orlando area. Mm-hmm. I mean, that passion just, just flows through your organization and they, in turn, make their members uh, passionate about what's going on. So I'm very happy to be an FRLA member. It's extremely ecstatic about it. And part of it is because of what you do for the restaurant and hospitality industry. Maybe you can speak about, you know, what is the mission statement of the FRLA for those that that really, maybe they're new, maybe they're in Florida, maybe they're outside of the state of Florida, and they don't have a good understanding of what the FRLA is all about. Well, our mission statement is to protect, educate, and promote. So if you just kind of break those three tiers down, the protection side um, is clearly the legislative advocacy side of which I will brag on my team. I've got probably the strongest political advocacy team of any body in town. Um, We've had great successes in the 25 years. Um, and we'll continue to, you know, advocate on behalf of the industry now federally as well, because, you know, we, I, I sit on both national boards. Um, and so we have been very involved in the PPP and a lot since COVID. So then you go to the silo of education. Um, we are the state's trainer. Florida is one of the states that, uh, has a mandatory, food handler training program. So we have been the state's uh, 
training provider for, I'd say, well over a decade and do uh, alcohol training as well. And now we are doing the Seal of Commitment, which is a consumer-based program, making sure that we build consumer confidence that this industry is clean and safe. And we've added COVID-19 training, so it is safe to go back into your restaurants to eat. And we have restaurants lining up to go through their Seal of Commitment program. And then to promote, we are clearly a a trade association that prides itself on promoting all of the things that happen, good, bad, and indifferent to this industry. Um, So we have an entire marketing and press office, and we spend a lot of resources promoting the hospitality and tourism industry in Florida. I always say this, that God you know, really gave me one um, gift, if you will, as it relates to um, business, the business life. And that is that um, he taught me to surround myself with people that are much brighter and much smarter than myself. And so I've made that um, truly part of my mission. And I have, you know, you're only as good as the team you surround yourself with. And your company knows that as well or better than anybody, because look at the people that John Rivers has surrounded himself with and what you all do um, as well. So I, I feel, I feel that that has been um, one of my many successes in, because it certainly isn't Carol Dover successes. It's that I've just got such an amazing team. Well, and that's a common story amongst great leaders is you surround yourself with great people and, you know, that you go through history and you hear about the successes and, and that really replicates, you know, historically, um, the great leadership amongst organizations. You had talked about the seal of commitment, um, that was created during COVID-19. Uh, I know you were mm-hmm. extremely active in regards to dealing with the government in, in the state of Florida in regards to, mm-hmm. you know, moving yeah. things forward and getting things back on track. Let's talk about that for a few moments, about what the FRLA has done for the hospitality and restaurant industry. Well, you know, it's it's not something that just magically happens. You know, relationships are built. They're not given to you or handed to you in a box at Christmas. And so I have spent my career building relationships and they're so important in the capital to be effective for whomever your client might be. It's about building solid relationships where the elected officials that that truly hold your livelihood in their hands have a trust um, in you and the ability to know that when you come to them to discuss an issue that I tell, I try to tell both sides, but all that to say, um, in building relationships as we have with Governor Ron DeSantis, you know, he was in Congress before he came to the governor's office and then prior to him with Governor Rick Scott. Um, I've just been very fortunate to have good relationships. So I do talk to the governor and the governor's office on a regular basis. They have been very helpful through this process. They've reached out to us and our organization numerous times to help navigate through COVID and 
you know, if we were to do this, how would that impact your members? And, you know, if that doesn't work, what would be a better way? And um, so I, I am incredibly grateful to our governor and his staff, his team, and Halsey Bashir's our secretary, because but for those great relationships, we would not be able to deliver the successes for our membership that we have been able to do. And I think that's where the disconnect is because there's so many restaurants out there that are begging for help and they don't realize in the back end of what the FRLA is doing for them. And I'm, you're good at messaging to your members, but there's a lot of restaurant and hospitality organizations within the state of Florida that in the past, maybe they haven't realized the benefit of the FRLA. And I think this is a true testament in regards to the power, uh, you know, to have a voice behind what they do. And I think if if now is the time to join the FRLA, not that this is a commercial to join the FRLA, but I, I, I'm very no, I'm passionate about that concept. I love your <laughs> I, I love your commercial. You can do this all day long. All right. Sold. Um, but I'm glad you're passionate about it because you all get it. You understand, you know, it's I mean, we do everything from not just lobbying on behalf of the industry. This industry is so massive that in any given day, we could have a transportation issue or a bridge issue or an environmental issue or a healthcare issue or a taxing issue, signage issue. We work agencies among agencies with the, with the, in the governor's administration to help navigate issues and fix problems. And so your dues is not just to help us lobby the state capitol or put on a good meeting or a conference. It goes to the depths of letting us help you get a permit, letting us help you get your liquor license out of trouble because you might have made a mistake. Um, you know, and, and we we go to bat, you know, we we do a lot of training and there's just so many things that people don't know about the trade association that I wish we had more people like you, Skip, to have the bullhorn and tell the story. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you on the show. I did want to tell the story. You know, one of my personal missions over the past few months and in the future is to really help not just the hospitality industry, but business in in general survive and thrive during these very difficult times that we're facing, especially in Florida. I mean, this industry is so huge and so important to our economy and we have to we have to keep it going. We have to keep the momentum going and finding ways to make that happen. You had talked about some of the efforts that you made with COVID, and maybe you can talk about some of the, you know, the active um, hot topics that you're working on right now. Maybe from I know we had talked about maybe liability mm-hmm. protection, and you know, kind of right. go in depth about some of those things. Well, as we speak, we're working on phase four of the PPP, and that's a federal issue, but. We spend an awful lot of time lobbying Congress and the federal government on what started off as the first PPP, and now we're looking at a phase four. Um, Then if you go to the state, uh, we sat, had a, actually, I was the co-chair of what was called RESET, which was a task force to um, put together from all different industries. I I actually was the chair of the Hospitality and Tourism Committee. What 
what issues do we need to take to the legislature to help us with the impact of COVID? So you would have every industry, if you can imagine, Reset had probably 50 state execs on it, um, every possible, you know, the banking industry, the construction industry, the real estate industry. But so my committee, we worked on issues that would be relevant to um, rather than letting the legislature come up with, though I love many of our, our legislative friends are awesome, but sometimes if we allow them to draft up what they hear, it isn't always in the best interest of the industry. So we kind of got ahead of the curve and we are taking to the legislature issues that need to be addressed. One of them is um, our, the liability issue. We have great concerns about um, liability protection from COVID. So we have drafted language and we are in the process of getting sponsors for that piece of legislation. There's tax relief issues. Um, we've got, you know, some health care issues. I mean, there's there were quite a few things that came out of COVID. There's um, I know this isn't an issue that necessarily impacted your company, but does many companies. And that was that our governor lifted the ban on alcohol. So restaurants, um, we have a different license than, say, a package store. So we're only allowed to sell our alcohol to be consumed on premise. And the governor lifted that ban, allowing restaurants, when we had takeout only, and, the, and of course, the ban is still lifted, that we can sell alcohol to go. And that has been a huge um, change in the dynamics of a restaurant's financial ability to keep their doors open. So we're going to draft legislation making that permanent and hopes that we can. Those are just a few items. There, There's quite a few um, other issues that we will be addressing during the upcoming session as it relates to COVID. Tort reform will be one too. Um, so there'll be a lot. It'll be a busy session. Processing more than 7 million jobs a month for customers in 44 countries, Cobalt Iron delivers modern enterprise-grade data backup for growing businesses. With built-in cybersecurity and ransomware protection, Cobalt Iron's award-winning backup is your last line of defense for saving and protecting your precious data. For more information, visit skipkimple.com forward slash cobalt. That's skipkimple.com forward slash cobalt. So outside of the COVID scenario, um, I know there is something big, especially for Florida coming up, and that is Amendment 2. Not very many people, yeah. I guarantee yeah. listening to the show, not very many people know what the heck this is, or they might be confused about Amendment 2 and what it means to Floridians. Please explain. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much, Skip, for asking. So this ballot Amendment 2 is not to be confused with our federal constitutional Amendment to rights to bear arms. This is a issue that will appear on the November 3rd election ballot that is to raise Florida's minimum wage to $15 an hour. Skip, it was a really bad idea prior to COVID, but post-COVID, it's catastrophic. 
literally catastrophic. We have restaurants closing every day. This industry is on life support. We And, and I, I mean, you'd almost have to be asleep under a, a, a car somewhere not to even know that the two industries that have taken the biggest impact from COVID is the hotel and restaurant industry and the tourism industry. So to come along now and pass a 77% increase in our payroll would be the last nail in the coffin. Many of my members have said, that's it. I'll, I'll close the door and turn over the keys. And so we're fighting hard to educate the consumer that the issue that you go into the ballot and think, oh, $15 an hour, this is great. All these people have been out of a job. We need to do this. It'll help them. It will hurt the people they think it is intended to help. It will be a job killer. Our members will, if they do survive it, many of them won't survive. Many of them will close. But the ones who do survive are already running models on how many positions they're going to have to cut, how many hours they're going to have to cut, how many benefits they're going to have to cut, um, and how much automation am I going to go to? We've all seen the kiosk now in McDonald's and places when you walk in. In New York, they've passed this issue and they've been trying to repeal it because it's been so devastating. There's iPads almost everywhere that you order from and pay from. And it's just sad. We are, we're the hospitality industry. We don't, people don't want to walk in and see a robot or an iPad. They want to see a person. So, Let's defeat Amendment 2 and keep our industry and our state um, where we can employ people and not technology. So how can people find out more about how this might be able to impact them? Are there tools that you've created? Is there obviously there's got to be literature on the website in regards to learn more information about this? So there's literature on our website, um, frla.org, but then we also have its own website called Amendment 2 Hurts You. And that website will have even more information on it. Um, So we would welcome, and we'll welcome any phone calls, anything that we can do at the association. Our entire team is geared up to help um, try to educate anyone on this issue. Now, I believe you have a tool on your website where you can input your employee tipped hours and then it's going to kick back a number to tell you how financially this is going to affect you, correct? That is correct. So if you go to um, www.amendment2hurtsyou.com and you click on to that site, there will be a calculator that will allow you to um, put in your number of workers and and you'll be surprised like one of my board members called and he one of his restaurants just one of them by the time he put in for the full $15 an hour it was about 680,000 a year i believe is um what his impact was wow and he was like i can't i can't do it so you know, we're encouraging people to run that calculator and see exactly what Amendment 2 will do to you. Yeah, from the outside, it does sound great, you know, helping these people for $15 and raising their, they, nobody understands right. the true the true right. financial impact right. to our entire economy in the state of no. Florida. 
No, and you know, if I could, please, just that we also have um, on there is a, a section called stories. And there's a lady named Simone Barron who is um, from Seattle, and she lived it. Like she, her video, everybody should take four minutes out of their life and watch her video. It is amazing. And she tells the true live story of what happened to her when Seattle did this. So I would encourage people to go to the site and watch her video. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for talking about specifically about Amendment 2. Hopefully we can shine a light on this particular topic and uh, get as many ears on this show as possible so we can we can begin educating in regards thank to the you. detriment to our economy. You know, COVID has, has obviously shifted and changed how people operate and, and do business. In regards to the FRLA itself, you know, I'm, I'm thinking my involvement, you have really had to change the way you do things in regards to making sure your, um, your members stay active and informed. How have you adjusted for some of those things like board meetings and, and conferences, et cetera? It's been awful. We've canceled everything. We canceled our, well, our summer board meeting we did virtually. Our winter board meeting, we're doing it virtually. We canceled our, our trade show is in September. Um, I think the, the, the company that we're working with is trying to put together a virtual trade show, but it's very difficult. Um, so it's, you know, it's hard, Skip, because we're, we're the industry saying, please don't cancel your trip. Please vacation in Florida. You know, we have a um, stay and play is one of our programs we've had for years about coming to Florida as a tourist and stay and play. And here we're having to cancel our own conferences. But one of the reasons is because so many of our members have travel restrictions and their companies aren't allowing them to travel. So we're doing a marketing and operations summit. Yay. Yes. Um, In October, correct? The only one. Yes. That's the only one we're keeping on the books live and in person. And it's because it's in Destin. They're tenting this beautiful deck patio that overlooks the water at the Emerald Grand. And we'll be outdoors and we're doing social distancing, of course, and masks, but we're outside. And that is um, why that one particular event we've decided to keep. October 13th, if you are part of the FRLA and you want to join the Marketing Summit and Operations Summit, Destin, Florida yeah. is where it's at. It sounds like you guys have a lot of great things planned, and I love the the deliberate effort about social distancing and keeping keeping everybody safe there. Well, and that's obviously utmost importance. You know, we we truly would not we would not have kept this event either if it had been in a ballroom or we'd had to be inside. I think we would have just gone ahead and canceled, but. We think this will just be, you know, everybody's dying to get together. And the fact that it's at this fantastic location, on the water, outdoors, you know, I, I feel good about it. I feel like, and, you know, we'll be taking temperatures and doing everything we can to make sure that people are safe. I'm excited. It, it will finally make us feel a little bit normal again. <laughs> I think we're all waiting yeah, a little bit be, because, but, you know, yeah. you talked about networking and creating those connections and any conference you go to, uh, it's all about that networking experience and being face to face with people. Yes, we've been able to do it through video conferencing, but it just isn't the same to sit there and, you know, hang out, have a drink with somebody and just talk, talk shop with them. 
You know, you, you might have the yeah. greatest sessions there, but the collaboration after the session to talk about how it impacts the business, I think is probably the most critical piece. I got to ask you, how do you see the recovery process unfolding, first of all, in the state of Florida, and maybe, you know, secondly, across the nation, because it's very, it's very divided how the states are actually reacting to COVID and their recovery process. Obviously, it's important to you and I about the state of Florida, but I'd love to hear your input about the situation in general. Well, I'm thrilled that we've been on a two-week steady decline. That is obviously the best news we've had since March. Um, the governor, I know, would love to go ahead and open our industry up 100% with still social distancing. But I think the challenge right now is everybody's anticipating with the schools opening and people getting back to school that the numbers could spike again. So I, I feel confident that, um, you know, he's probably waiting out this, you know, in this anticipated spike, which we all pray doesn't happen. But, um, if we can just get through the fall time with the kids back in school and figure out, you know, a good balance between getting our state back open, getting businesses running, but keeping the numbers down. And hopefully, as the president said last night in his speech, we will have a vaccination maybe by the end of the year, um, which would be about a year faster than anyone anticipated. So. Um, I'm hopeful that that's the case because once we have a vaccination, I think we all get our lives back to normal because I think we all know that, you know, the flu kills as many or more people a year, but we have flu vaccinations. So we don't make, a, you know, I mean, none of us know what to expect with the COVID because there's no protection from it. Once we get the vaccination, then I hope we're going to see lives get back a little bit more back to normal. Especially in the state of Florida, you know, with with the high elderly population we have here, and they are obviously the most affected by this disease. You know, people are going to be very cautious, and you you won't treat, see that true um, going back out again until that vaccine is here. So I, I echo your right. your thought process on that, Carol. I gotta I gotta say, keep up the good fight. Um, thank you for everything you've thank done you. for the industry. It truly is appreciated. And I just want to pass that along to you. Thank and you. I appreciate your busy, well, you know, taking your time out of your busy schedule to join us here today. Well, thank you, Skip. And, and also hats off to you, your team, the company that you work for. Nobody in our state has done more to help feed kids, feed the elderly than you all. And we appreciate it. You're always there on that mission to help when we call. So thank you for everything that you do for our, for our state and our community. Well, thank you. And it's definitely our pleasure to help the community. Obviously, John Rivers is very conscious of that. And, you know, he's instilled yeah. that in all yeah. of us throughout our entire organization. Yeah. He's a great man, great leader, surrounded by great people, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you once again, Carol. Thank you, Carol, for coming on the show. You are a great leader and difference maker for all of us in the restaurant and hospitality industry. Again, I say thank you. You only have a couple of more days to enter our Fortinet giveaway where they're giving away to one of our listeners a Fortigate 40F firewall 
plus the Enterprise Protection Bundle. Just go to skipkibble.com forward slash contest and enter there. As a reminder, we will be giving away this to a lucky winner at the end of the month. If you are listening for the first time, I am so glad you found this show, and I hope that you hit the subscribe button today so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, go ahead and give us a five-star rating as well as a good review. This will help the show to continue to grow. And to contact me, you know how to do it. Leave a comment at 954-302-0851. Maybe you have a specific question for Carol. I'll be more than happy to pass that information along to her. You can always go to our website at skipkimple.com and there you can get the show notes and listen to every single one of these episodes. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. On Tuesday, we are going back to our regularly scheduled program and it is part four of our food safety mini-series. Joining me, I will have Monique Suri, founder and CEO of Coinspect, which is a technology startup whose mission it is to help protect our food and our planet. I love their product and I can personally vouch for the effectiveness of it. If you are new to this series, make sure you listen to every single episode. We are building up to the big finish where I'm going to have celebrity chef Robert Irvine on the show. Yep, the man, the legend himself will be joining the tech chef. Well, I better go get started on preparing for the next show. It's only a few days away. So until next time, say it with me. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. (laughs) 